We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back to Harry Potter Minute. Harry Potter Minute is the fan podcast that overanalyzes the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Laguna. And if you're just joining us for the first time, what are, what are you doing here? Go start from the beginning. We've got a lot of content that we've already covered. Over half an hour of the movie to go back and listen to before you join us now. Uh, today, this Thursday, Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I was going to say that I had a lot of train talk. I said yesterday that I have a lot of train talk for today. Turns out there's something more important in this minute to talk about. So all the train talk's going to happen tomorrow. Because today, uh, today starts with uh, Harry pushing his cart through King's Cross Station towards platforms 9 and 10. And it ends with an introduction to the Weasleys as they vanish to platform 9 and 3 quarters. Well, at least two of them do. Three of them. Three of them? Three of them. Before uh, you just get the wall? Yeah. Yeah, we end with a shot. Minute twenty. Uh, minute 33 ends with a brick wall. With a brick wall. Um, so we see Harry walking through the platform, uh, walking through the train station, and there's a couple of really modern-looking trains on either side of the tracks, and he doesn't he doesn't know where to go. No, no. It's so lost. he approaches this attendant. Uh, attendant? Uh, what would you call... What is he's not a conductor? No, he's not a conductor. He's uh, was that a station master? Is that her, like a station I mean, master? I don't know. That's I'm, cool. Am I making that up? I think <laughs> you're making that up. It sounds nice. The station master, whatever this guy is. So he's talking to uh, a woman that's carrying a little girl, and I listened to the director commentary, and Chris Columbus mentions that that woman is his assistant. Oh, okay. The little girl is his daughter. Oh, and this guy is his driver. Oh, funny. So this guy, uh, his name is Harry. Oh, I thought I wrote his name down. Could have sw- oh, Harry Taylor. There we go. His name is Harry Taylor, and he drove Chris Columbus for the first three Potter films. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that Christopher Columbus had a hand in the third movie, even though he wasn't directing it. But. Harry Taylor was his driver onto set during all three of the first Harry Potter movies. And then he was discovered by Tim Burton. And so since 2007, he has been the driver for Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter between movies that they've done. Exclusively the two of them since 2007. For the last 10 years, he's been their driver. And he has a cameo in a bunch of Tim Burton stuff. How funny. Just because he really liked the guy and, yeah. and met him through Chris Columbus. and That's so weird. Isn't it amazing? That's great. I think it's really cool. All right. So we get to see Harry Taylor and Harry, Harry Potter, approaches this guy and is like, can you tell me how to get to platform nine and three quarters? And I love his response. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him, platform nine and three quarters. 
think you're being funny, do you? And then he turns around and he's like, platform nine and three quarters. Like, 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 his like oh, I love it this, so much. This kid. Yeah. Like, every, every year this time, someone comes looking for platform nine and three quarters. No. <laughs> uh, and then we hear, before we see, before we see her, we hear, you hear her. We hear Molly Weasley. <laughs> this frantic. It's the same, it's the same every, every year. Every year. Packed with muggles. Yeah, she's so furious that they have to go uh. down to the muggle train station to take their kids to school. It's like, what a bother. So we get to see the Weasleys. But then, like, see, that was, that's what gives him the clue because she uses the word muggles. And he's like, oh, wait, oh, that's a muggles. word that wizards use. Yes. So these people, they must be. And then she's talking about platform says nine and three yeah. quarters this way. And so he, he she's starts like, oh, to follow she knows where this gaggle this, of redheads. Yeah, gaggle. Uh, I'm so happy that we get all the Weasleys. Not all the Weasleys. We get almost every Weasley. Yeah, almost. The dad's not there. Arthur Weasley's not there. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Bill and Charlie, but they don't live at home. Yeah. But other than the father, other than Arthur, the rest of the family that live at home are there. The five youngest children. Yes. They have a lot of kids. They do. Seven kids. Six boys and a girl. Did you read the same thing that I read on facebook recently going around in which they're talking about um the weasleys were supposed to have another child that was going to be a slytherin oh my goodness and was going to be like a spy like or something or like whatever. like a child after Ginny. I, I don't remember where or they like, placed like this child. Or, like, another child within the family that was a Slytherin. I think it was just another child, not necessarily a younger one. And they were going to make him a spy? I yeah. don't like that. That just reinforces that, like, all Slytherins are bad guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. We know it's not true. Stereotyping not. people. Shame on you. Um, That sort of comes back in The Cursed Child. I know you haven't gotten the chance to read it uh, as of this recording, but... The Cursed Child play, there's a, well, our two main characters, the the two boys that we follow, uh, Scorpius Malfoy and Albus uh, Albus Severus, are both sorted into Slytherin. They're my favorite Slytherins. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Your well, I mean, it's hard not to. <laughs> they don't have, there aren't a lot of other Slytherins to no, you're right. really like. Yeah, that's true. I don't like Marcus Flint. <laughs> I don't no. like Draco or Crab or Goyle. Oh, those names. They just sound like bad people names, right? Slytherin character Slytherins call each other by their last name. Yeah. Like what is this? ROTC? It's weird. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, because they do they call they don't call him Draco, they call him Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. And he calls them so Crab weird. and Goyle. And he calls them Crab and Goyle. What are their first names? I don't oh remember. Well, That'd be a good yes, quiz question. It is. We're not going to talk about it because we're not there yet. Ha-ha. We're not there yet. We're just going to save ourselves that way. No, instead we get to see the Weasleys, which I really, really like. I like all the Weasleys, even Percy. Even Percy? Even Percy. I do like Percy. I have to go back and reread the he books. He has some redeeming qualities. I mean, of course, not until like the very end yeah, Percy, of the book series, but you know. Percy has a really interesting arc. As, like, just a side character. Like, he's he more minor than the rest of the Weasleys. Yeah, he's, he's the minorist. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> Bill minor. and Charlie don't get a lot. No. But of the family that lives at the borough, he gets the least attention. Yeah. And, and we he's also the oldest out of those. see it really in five. the movie. We don't see him 
in the movies much. We don't see no. You him, get like, more in the books and movies, with fudge of course. And like, yeah, that whole thing happening after exactly after Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm really happy we get to see them all. So I I have the casts. I feel like we'll talk about each of the actors in turn a little bit more when we get like closer scenes with them. But I wrote down all of our cast uh, in the order that they appear. We get Molly Weasley first, who's played mm-hmm. by Julia Wal- uh, Julie Waters. Ginny's played by Bonnie Wright, who is only 10 years old in this role. Aww. She was born five days after I was. She's five days younger than me. Five days younger than me. I had a crush on her when I was a little boy. Did you really? That was <laughs> out, out of Hermione and Ginny, well, all no, the I, females. I liked, I mean, of course, I, I liked Hermione more, but only because I liked her character more. And because, mm. But I, I thought that little Bonnie Wright was cute when I was a little 10-year-old watching this movie. Percy is played by Chris Rankin. I was looking him up today. And he has a bunch of uh, producer credits. Oh, interesting. He's like the assistant producing partner or something on uh, Downton Abbey right now. Really? Yeah, which I didn't expect, which is cool. Because he hasn't done a lot of acting since the Harry Potter stuff. I've never watched So maybe he wants to, me neither, but maybe he wants to do more like of that stuff, producing things. Even Bonnie Wright has like a handful of short films that she's credited as a director for. Oh, I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool. We see the twins, uh, James and Oliver Phelps, um, who are Fred and George, respectively. Oliver, there's a name you don't hear very often. James and Oliver are Fred and George. Um, and then, of course, Rupert Grint. We'll get more of later. Ah, love Rupert Grint. <laughs> see, when I was a little bit older when the movie came out, so, although, because so, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint, like the main trio, might be younger than me by maybe a year or two uh-huh. maybe not a whole lot um but i didn't necessarily think that harry potter that Daniel ratcliffe was so great looking or rupert grant i had a friend who was super into rupert grant yeah uh for me it was oliver wood I yeah mean, we don't get oliver wood until a little later not, not more than a little bit we'll have later. to we'll have some really wood. we'll have some really good oliver wood discussion when we get there i, I really liked oliver wood Trust and me. you hardly ever get him in the movie yeah, I know. We get more... We don't even really see Oliver Wood in any of the other movies, do we? No. No, not really. It's a bummer. No, a lot of the other students, I mean, are much more prevalent in the books, which is nice, because I like well, those yeah, characters. yeah, because you have more space in the books. We'll yeah, get to... But, oh, well. This is what one of the things that I do really like about the Harry Potter universe. While, unlike Star Wars, where, like, every single background person is also named... Right. Um, especially once we get to Hogwarts... All of the students are named in the books and have, have arcs in the books. And so we'll be able to go into a little bit more depth about each of them when we see them than we'll ever get from the movie content itself. So that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. So Harry, Harry watches as, um, uh, Percy. Is that the family owl that he gets to take with him? Is that, uh, what's, oh, what's his name? Errol? No. No. What's the name of their owl? No. Well, Errol is the family owl. Okay. But I'm pretty sure Percy has his own owl. Oh. Uh, maybe they definitely don't have maybe p- this is, yet. Maybe this is Errol. And they don't get... Maybe... I think he gets his owl when he gets the job for... Oh. Fudge? For Fudge? I think so. After he's, like, done with Hogwarts. Because they don't get pig- Pigwidgeon until much later. Oh, a cute little owl. You know, I forgot to look up his owl. Percy's owl is named Hermes. 
Oh, I like that Hermes. And he was a gift. He got it as a gift from his parents when he became prefect in his fifth year. So this is Hermes. Oh, so he is like. See, they never introduced that. You never. They never mention it in the movie. But there you go. There is an owl. On yeah, his because cart. he's going to be a prefect. This is yeah. his first year as a prefect, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we'll see him because leading the students back to the dorms later. Because isn't yeah? Because he's a fifth year, mm-hmm. and then the twins are third years. Yeah, I think the twins are third years. That sounds right. Okay, and then Ron's first year, mm-hmm. and then Ginny's just only right behind him. Barely. Like, they're yeah, she's much closer the, in age exactly. than at that point. Okay, I think all the Weezys are pretty close in age. Like I don't one know. Or two I guess, years. I guess yeah. the gap between Charlie and Fred must be like three years or more. Right, because well, I assume when Percy was like maybe a first year, one of either uh, I'm sure his brothers were. Then in school the brothers then. were still in school. Yeah. But I think now, you know... So there's always been multiple Weasleys at the school at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Until the firstborn was a first year, then there wasn't any. But... Yeah. <laughs> then it was only a short amount of time after mm-hmm. that. And then there's been a Weasley since. <laughs> yep. Lots of Weasleys. Lots of Weasleys. Decades of Weasleys. Just lots and lots of redheads going around causing trouble. Well, they don't all cause trouble. No, they're... It's just those two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, the twins. I, well... I don't know. I would imagine that between the dragon tamer and the grave robber, there was probably some mischief happening with the older Weasleys, you know? That's true. That's true. And then Percy kind of rebelling against that becomes the prefect. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. the twins, seeing their older brother trying to be the perfect, like, the model student, they rail back. Yeah, exactly. And they become, like, the jokesters. Yeah. And it helps that they're twins because they can kind of bounce off each other Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. And then you have Ron, who's sort of kind of, like, meek and unassuming, kind of in the shadow of his brothers that latches to Harry Potter. Yeah, he's not, like, like, this, this presence like his twin the twin brothers are where it's like oh let me be the class clown type of thing exactly and i'm not the goody goody two shoes like super great grades and blah 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 on that side like where am i i'm just kind of like meh mm-hmm. <laughs> like what do i do what do i i don't do anything I'm yeah because i'm sure that Ginny is kind of like like the little she's their little girl she's the only girl do you think that molly had molly had Ginny and was like okay we're done we have a girl i'm done yeah, right? I would imagine so. I bet you that's exactly what happened. Like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Boop, tied. <laughs> do they do that in the Wizarding World? Oh, it's gotta be easier. Can you just point and just be like, boom, it's done. Like, that would be great. I don't know. That would be amazing. I don't know. Can can that happen? But even, I bet you, even if it is that easy, whether you could just point to a guy or point to a girl and be like, boom, we can't have kids anymore. Uh... Even then, men will still complain. Well, I'm not going to get the one to get it done. Well, You're I, still going to be the I one. I don't know <laughs> if it would matter in the wizarding world so That's much. True. That's true. But who they're, knows? They're, they're much more forward thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, than muggles are. So there absolutely. You go. The Weasley family is probably like one of my favorite families. Me too. They they're they feel like family. They feel like I really love all the scenes that. That contain the Weasleys because they feel like home. They do. They're and I like think the sense of a, of a really nice family, very cozy when you go to their house. Cozy is exactly the word I'm thinking too. Like even though their house feels very like almost like cluttered, but it's not cluttered in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It feels very lived It's lived in. in. Yeah, I love it. Love we'll get to talk it. about the burrow next year oh, too. I love the burrow. We won't get there for a long time. They did one of the, I did one of those stupid quizzes. Where it was like, oh, 
like a personality quiz. Mm-hmm. Which wizarding family do you belong into? Are you a Weasley? No. I wish I could say that I was. Are you a Malfoy? I'm not. Are you a... Oh, you're, trying to, you're trying to guess? You're doing terribly. You get one more guess, <laughs> um, and then that would be three. Lestrange. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you pull yourself back, like I'm going to like strike you, you you you, you, sh- you know better. What How family you? are you from? I got black. Oh, okay. You're that's sort of Lestrange. They're related. Yeah, they are. They're cousins. They are. Yeah, I know. I was so, close. You're close enough. Not I really. Suppose. No, not really. Uh, black is much better than Lestrange. Yeah. Well, only because of Sirius. Literally yeah, only true. because of him. I know. That's and you're, you're and. Right. The great great grandfather that used to run Hogwarts back in the day, whose name I'm forgetting, Phineas. Phineas. Mm. Phineas. Black? It's like a PH. Oh yes, I think it is Phineas. I could be. I. Mm. You could I be totally wrong. We're not talking about the blacks yet. That's a long time from now. I know, but apparently that's the family I belong to. Hmm. Which I'm okay with, but I wish it was the Weasleys because they're a great family. I think the Weasleys are distantly. Re- well, I think all the pure blood houses are distantly related. It's, yeah, it's like that they go back so far and then yeah, it is Millennia. all gets muddled. Yep. They all belong to the same They're considered tree. blood traitors. Yeah, yeah. Which is awful. That is awful. The there's a lot of prejudice in the wizarding world versus uh, the muggle community. Well, there's racism that... definitely in the muggle community obviously, but it it it's a little, it's, it's a little simpler in the wizarding world because it's either like pure blood or mud blood. Like that's it. Like half they don't, blood. they don't care. Oh, half blood. Okay. But they don't care like what your actual race is. They don't care if you're black or white or, um, Mexican or, yeah, or we don't get any like impression that. that that's, the yeah, case, at least. yeah. It's just mud blood, half blood, pure blood. Well, because that's probably something that's gone back since pre the statute of secrecy, like way back in, you know, middle ages, Britain or whatever. You mm-hmm. just have these people that are magic and those people that are not. Yep, that's it. Just cut mm-hmm. and dry. Well, that's why they even mentioned in Fantastic Beasts that uh, they weren't allowed to marry. Yeah. Well, at least in the United States. The United States was a little more heavy against it, I think, because of the witch trials and things. Yeah. Damn like, Salem. I think it's just a descendant of that idea. They even use the term Second Salem in Fantastic yes. Beasts. Yes, they do. We're not even talking about the minute. I know. Shame on us. So, Percy goes first, and he pushes his cart with air, uh, with Hermes. Hermes, with Hermes, we found out. Uh, he pushes his cart directly at this brick wall, and he vanishes. I, I like how they use this extra that walks by. He, like, walks by perfectly behind Percy as Percy vanishes into the wall, so that we don't actually see the camera work against like, the wall. Yeah. Like, see him actually go into the wall. Although we will see that with Fred and George. And Christopher Columbus talks about how this is one of the rare times in the movie where, like, they had no choice but to resort to using a digital effect. Because he really prefers using, uh, as we said before, practical effects Mm. for everything. Um, And we will get a little bit of that in the next minute. But for now, they, they, they vanish into the wall. So I've told you. (laughs) Off mic before. Yes. Uh, that I am determined over the course of these movies to figure out how to tell the difference between Fred and George. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories that on set, uh, James and Oliver Phelps even like pretended to be the other character just to mess with, just like, to mess with like the people running the show. Yeah. And they had to, and they had to reshoot some of the scenes that Fred and George were in because the boys had switched roles. 
Oh my god. <laughs> um, but in the book, and I think this is what I'm going to use as my guideline going forward. Other than this instance in which George is the one who tries to joke first, because Molly says, like, Fred, go ahead, like, you're next. And George says, he's not Fred, I am. And then Fred... Like, you call, you call yourself our mother. Yeah, Fred's like, and you call, you call yourself our mother. So, so, George is the first one to speak in this instance. Yes. But in almost every other case in, in the books, it's Fred and George. It's always Fred, then George. Then George. Fred says something and then George responds. Um, he's really the one that's like the, the forward go-getter kind of. And I don't know if like that's the, the case. Like the leader? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit more of the leader. And that, it, that means that, uh, George ends up being the more sympathetic character because he's the one who's like, bringing like bringing fred back Back down down. yeah um it even to the point that it it makes sense that george didn't stay at the joke shop once fred was gone right because his brother fred was really the one that was the lead of that kind of charge driving exactly whereas george is always the one who's like giving the comforting words and advice to harry or others like in in the instances where they're discussing with each other so I think that going forward, when we see the two boys, I'm always going to tend to assume that Fred is the one that speaks first. But I would like to be able to tell the difference between the actors. Just by looking. And I don't know, you can't really tell, but I think Fred's face is a little thinner than George's is. When you look at the pictures of the actors today, it's I think it's easier to tell the difference between them. Right, because they're older now and they've kind of like developed yeah. separately. But really here, like it, it is, pre- it is, dif- it, there's no, it's not surprising at all that Molly didn't tell the two of them, uh, couldn't tell the two of them apart. Right. So. I mean, in a way she did get it right. He was just yeah. telling her like, yeah. oh, she was wrong. Exactly. She was, she was right. And she was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And just <laughs> like, she literally like, just kind of like, like, oh, yeah, I'm whatever. sorry. Like, like, yeah, sure. Okay, go. Yeah. And she was like, well, you know, like, just kidding. Just I kidding. am Fred. It's like, yeah. And so then and she, Fred, and she, and she again kind of like has this look like, yeah, I knew that. Like you're just being exactly like she knew. Exactly. Yeah. She's so, so, funny. so, so the boys disappear through the wall as well. Fred, then George. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of the minute. It, like we said, the minute ends with a brick wall. A brick wall. There it is. There it is. Yeah. We made it. I really liked this minute. I'm so happy to have the Weasleys join. Yeah, the... Weasleys. I know. Weasleys have joined the battle. No. Uh... <laughs> what is it, Smash Brothers? <laughs> I don't know. No, obviously not. I need, I need a Harry Potter style f- dueling game. Ah. Uh, <laughs> think about Wizard it. Duels. Wizard duels. Wizard duels. I played a couple of the Harry Potter video games growing up. Actually, I think I played all of them. Did you really? I think so. No, I never did. I didn't play the Lego Harry Potter games. I played those. I played the the other ones though that came out on like the the GameCube and I had like a couple. Actual, I had a couple like, computer game, ones based yeah. on the movies or whatever. Yeah, and those were fun. You can collect wizard cards and you can explore the castle and all of that. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. I never got a chance to play any of those. And they're pretty good if you can find them now. Uh, oh somewhere. yeah, but then their graphics are gonna be so like. Uh, You're right. <laughs> compared, to I, I also had uh, the Quidditch 
the Quidditch World Cup game. I do remember that. I think I might have played that once or twice at a friend's house because he's really into Harry Potter. We'll, we'll talk about that game when we get to Quidditch. Quidditch. No, it's empty. It's empty. It's blowing me like that. All right. That was everything I have for this minute. Join us tomorrow for the train talk I promised yesterday. And uh, tune in Friday as we get the first meeting of Harry and Ron. Well, introduction. Yeah, uh, introduction. All right. You can find us on com. I spaced for a second and was like, what am I doing? You can find <laughs> us on DuelingGenre.com and HPMinute.com. You can email us at contact at HPMinute.com. You can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute. And you can join our Facebook group, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at HPMinute. And you can subscribe to our, or you can join our Patreon. Donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hp minute mischief managed, managed.